Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton here with the Cups and Cakes Network. And uh, today we're going to share an interview that I did at the beginning of April 2021 with uh, David Schallenberg from Tunic. Uh, Tunic has a brand new record called Exhaling, which came out on April 9th, 2021. It's got uh, some old songs from past releases that are no longer available, and then some brand new tracks recorded pre-quarantine with Jace Lassick of the Besnard Lakes. Uh, we, talk, we talk about why the band decided to include these older cuts on this record. We, we chat about what makes a, a great veggie burger, uh, at least in Winnipeg. And uh, we talk about some really incredible ways that David has managed to uh, connect with fans online in the absence of uh, playing a, a, a real banger of a live show. As per usual, there may or may not be some foul language in this episode, so if that isn't your type of thing, this is your chance to skip this one. And you can find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content over on the Cups and Cakes Network website at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's David Schallenberg of Tune. Hi, my name is David Schellenberg, and I play guitar and yell in a band called Tunic. Perfect. Well, it's really nice to have you on uh, Inside the Artist Studio here. Uh, run through the format of the show for people listening for the first time. There's going to be a rapid fire right off the bat. We're going to chat about uh, the new record, which is not out as of right now. We're chatting on April Fool's Day, um, but it's coming out April 9th, 2021. It's called Exhaling. And, uh, and then we'll play a track off that record to kind of wrap things up. So uh, without further ado, we'll uh, jump into it. Uh, do you prefer cake or pie? Oh, cake. Okay, do you have like a favorite, uh, favorite kind of cake? I'm vegan, so whatever cake I can eat is the best cake. <laughs> I can't be picky with sweets. Like if there's, if there's a sweet I can eat, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, Perfect, yeah. <laughs> I did make actually six adults wait for me to finish a cupcake at a diner once <laughs> in Milwaukee, and I was like, "I'm just gonna get this cupcake real quick." And then, <laughs> so, uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? Tea. I haven't had coffee in years. Okay. Do you? Is it like a staying away from caffeine thing, or? Yeah, I just have really bad anxiety, and I uh, for sure. I try. I tried everything to get rid of it except for medication then i started medication and it went away so there you go <laughs> <laughs> were you were you a big coffee drinker at one point no never was gotcha cool but it always made me feel like twitchy and feel like i like i gotta call my dad am i happy with who i am as a person like like it was wild <laughs> yeah i get that <laughs> um uh what is the first car you ever owned the first car i ever owned was bought for the first tour I ever went on, and it was a 2000 and, oh no, it was a 1997, it was a 1997, not GM Safari, but the other one, Astro. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was an Astro van, and uh, it was nicknamed the Fever Weasel. <laughs> and it died It died in a T-bone accident when, we, when the band broke up and sold it to the band, that the other half of the band who became Cannon Bros. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Oh shit, that's like quite an accident to go through. Yeah. That's uh I guess you made it out before then though, hey? Oh yeah, I did. I got my money. I sold it. it was yeah. Uh what's the weirdest job you ever had? 
the weirdest job I've ever had. You know what, Sean? I actually haven't had that many weird jobs. I, I've been very fortunate enough to work uh, in music for my entire adult life. So I guess the most random jobs and weird jobs I've ever had is I worked at Randy River, which was a uh, old Canadian clothing store, which was known to sell like rave pants and weird stuff. Huh. That was like my first job. And then I flipped burgers at a vegan burger place, but everything else has been like, oh, I uh, know what? There you go. I worked at a water factory uh carrying water bottles out to people's cars like those big like those big giant jugs yeah yeah that's what i I did that every saturday when i was like 18 or something like that yeah i i always like asking that question just because there's so many uh jobs that people get that it's like huh i didn't know you could get a job doing that (laughs) yeah and it was carrying water yeah i carried water i worked on saturdays and i carried water to people's cars and then people would call me to be like I didn't get my water delivery. And I'd be like, I rescheduled it for Monday. And like, do you deliver here on Monday? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you prefer sports or video games or board games? Oh, you know what? Naturally, I played sports my whole life as like a, as a kid up until, like, uh, until I gave up sports to play music. So video games last. If I rank this, it's sports, board games, video games. What's uh what what sports were you playing? What I played hockey, football, and lacrosse for most of my life. Okay, yeah, those are uh, and I guess you got out of it without sustaining any like crazy, crazy injuries. Yeah, I I feel I I got out I got out doing aggressive sports and got into doing aggressive music because it was the same re- <laughs> same same release. Yeah, just uh, you aren't gonna, you know, have to get new knees by the time you're 35. Um. Well, I, we don't know yet. So, <laughs> uh, if you could put together a uh, kind of fantasy lineup of any like three bands and book a show, uh, give yourself a ticket to it. What uh, what kind of bands would you book? Well, one, I would make sure that I was the only person at the show because <laughs> one of the worst things about going to shows is other people. No offense to people going to shows, but it's just like, I saw Casey Musgraves. You know what? I would want to see Casey Musgraves again, just yeah. me, because the, there were so many loud, annoying people at that show when I saw her. Um, I want to see Pavement again, and I would probably want to see Daughters again. So, Oh, wait, where did you see Pavement? I've been, uh, I've spent the past three or four days just listening to Wowie Zowie over and over again. Oh, nice. So. I uh, I went to see Pavement in Minneapolis and on their reunion tour in 2010. Oh, cool! Yeah, so I drove. It's eight hour drive from Winnipeg, so we drove down the day the day before, and then just drove drove home right after. I remember I, went, I had university the next morning. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely on my bucket list of like. Uh, I think too. Everybody realized that it's more important all of a sudden after the pandemic to go see bands that you've been meaning to see for a long time but seeing Machmas play was would definitely be on there for me yeah i, I saw i saw Machmas solo with speedy ortiz in seattle once and it was really it was it was the last show of the tour and they actually came out and did in the mouth a, a desert oh, uh, cool and they i was like damn i've seen Machmas play pavement song this is sick so <laughs> yeah uh do you have a favorite local bite to eat yeah, I haven't really been able to get it, but uh, I guess I'm trying to think about my favorite food. Uh, the the veggie burger at the Cousins Deli 
is uh, is exquisite. It's put into a microwave, but it's the best microwaved uh, food you'll ever have. And I and every time I'm like, this place is the best. They microwave everything, and you're like, really? And then like, <laughs> but it's actually very good. So what what makes like a good veggie burger for you? What's like the hallmark of yeah, a great they, veggie burger? They put tamarind on theirs. It's like this Indian style veggie burger. Okay. Um, and there's tamarind on it, and uh, what else is on there? Um, like banana peppers and stuff. It's just it's just like it's a very it's not a traditional veggie burger. It's just this very unique experience, uh, and it's just like. The, if you eat meat, the real thing is to get the veggie burger with bacon on it. But so, yeah. Uh, do you prefer candy chips or chocolate? Um, candy and chips are are tied. Chocolate has been retired due to veganism. Right. Oh yeah, I guess I was gonna say what's not vegan? It's I guess milk and dairy and stuff. Yeah, and it was chocolate. It was chocolate forever. Ask any big person I played in a band with and toured with when I was between the ages of seventeen and, and twenty. I just lived off Snickers bars. But now that that's actually one of the reasons I went vegan was because I was like I, I eat terribly. So, <laughs> uh, if you could uh, open for any band, uh, either one that's still present or or one that uh, doesn't exist anymore who would you open for who would i open for someone that i like love and admire or something that would just be sick uh i don't know i guess like i don't know it'd be cool to play with like godspeed you black emperor or like sort of stuff like and and just for the juxtaposition of, of the shows yeah It'd just be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah, I, I'd have to pick Godspeed. I've only seen them once, and it would just be it would just be rad to just share a stage with them. They've got a new record coming out pretty soon too, don't they? Yeah, I keep getting the emails about it from Constellation. And actually, Jace, before we were everyone at home, we were talking about Jace Lasik before, and Jace Jace recorded that record. Oh, okay. The new yeah, God, the new that. Godspeed. Yeah. So, uh, is there an album that spurred your love of music? Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's a couple, but mine is pretty basic white boy millennial. Uh, it's the two first Weezer records. Oh, yeah. Uh, like that, the first two, like Weezer Blue and then Pinkerton. And then actually, uh, I, I, I'm going to sound dumb. It's either Turn On the Bright Lights or tur- it's turn, off the bl- turn On the Bright Lights by Interpol, the first Interpol record. Yeah, yeah. It's, Both it's, those, uh, oh, it's on. Uh, I think it's on. Yeah, I, I also love that record. But um, I was gonna say I I don't think I've ever had anybody say those Weezer records, and like those were a really big deal for me. And I get the sense that they probably were for a lot of people. But I also think that sometimes kind of modern day Weezer output makes people feel a little weird about talking about those. Well, yeah, and this is actually something that I I had a long conversation. I was like. I was thinking about people who, like, are in good bands that like some, like, quote-unquote cringy music. Like, let's say if someone's, like, in a hardcore band, they're like, but they're like, I love the White Stripes or, like, the Rack On Tours. I'd be like, yeah, that's a little, like, cheesy. And I was like, I don't have any of those. I was like, oh, no, I do. It's the, it's the like, <laughs> it's those first two Weezer records. So, <laughs> And uh, very last question, then, for the rapid fire. Uh, are there any kind of up-and-coming bands that you're really excited about? Anybody that you want to kind of give a shout-out to? Oh, I should have prepared for this. Now I have to think about it. Uh, I've been <laughs> listening to yesterday. Uh, 
I did an interview with this woman, Bree, and Bree plays in this great band from Vancouver, who I've been emailing with their uh, guitarist, Jonathan. They're called Stutter. They're from, uh, they're from Vancouver. They're really great. Um, there's a band from uh, Halifax called Botfly, which is a really cool, like, uh, sort of noisy rock, more screamo y thing. And then I've actually just been going hard on, oh, something that's, I don't know. I was going hard on Odonis Odonis, but they don't need the shout out. No offense, Denim. <laughs> but yeah, Stutter, Stutter and Botfly are both, are both great, great Canadian bands. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's pivot on over into the kind of second part of things here then. Uh, I guess just right off the bat, how has is, how is kind of pandemic life been treating you and, and the band? How has that kind of worked itself out? Well, Sean, it's been, uh, you know, at the, at the start it was hard for, for, like, you know, it was for everybody. We've never done any of this before. And now it's kind of been like, it's really been a, uh, a blessing and a curse at the same time. I've really... Uh, I've done a bunch of things that I never thought I would do, and I've really been able to. Myself and Tunic were always reacting all the time. We were never like, we have to practice because we're going on tour for like 100 days. You know, we have to do this, we have to do that. And so it's kind of been nice to just be able to like focus and sort of plan things a little bit more and sort of just be a little more cognizant of of the band's plan and and arch and, and where we want to go and how we want to get there and i i personally i went back to school and i started a, a new job and like a new business and and i got into recording at home like I, I i got into ableton and stuff like that so it's it's at first it was kind of a bummer but then i sort of just decided to just be like Stop being a bummer about it and make use of this time. Like if you had, you're getting paid this money to set at home. Let's let's you know, this is the closest to being a professional artist you'll ever be. So just <laughs> you know, just have at it. Has I know uh, early on, I think there was kind of a lot of pressure, particularly for artsy type folks, just because like, um, yeah, most people are getting you know paid some money from the government, and so it feels like ah, I should like you know, work every day on, you know, art stuff or music in some way. Is, is, has that kind of, uh, uh, has that kind of pressure been good for you in terms of like creative output or has that been a little bit soul crushing? It's actually been good, like good and bad, obviously, but, um, like music, in the last few years, I've transitioned from music from being a hobby to music being a job. And not not like not like I'm paying my bills with tunic or anything, but I just mean in my head. Right. And so, uh, so it's allowed me to sort of uh, just think about writing music as as working and as part of who I am. And so I, so I didn't really feel any pressure. I was just like, cool, I have so much time. And then uh, and then I was just like. Let's work on quality and not quantity. Because for a while there, I just, I, you know, I probably wrote like two albums worth of material, and I was like, this all sucks. <laughs> so I, uh, so I sort of just like, just started focusing on making better quality stuff, right? And, and not putting really the pressure on it, but just like spend the time on on the track and not just be like, this is fine. Yeah. Uh. So with the new record, then um, I, I know it kind of has a mix of some newer and older material. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in terms of the newer stuff, was that mostly finished then, like, pre-pandemic? Yeah, actually, all of it was. Um, we actually went into the studio and tracked a brand new record in January of 2020. Uh, so we, with Jace, actually, again. Um, and so I remember even, like, seeing, like, you know, we were be Jace would be watching hockey or something as he recorded classic Jace. And, uh, like, the news would come on because it would be on CBC and they'd talk about the coronavirus and we'd just be like, ooh, like, this, what's this thing? Like, you know, we had, and so... Uh, so yeah, it was all done. So it's actually sort of like a, uh, it's everything we've ever re- released, uh, put on one vinyl plus uh, some new material that we recorded at those sessions with Jace. Gotcha. So, so like our debut album complexion is part of it, um, because that's a long story. But the label that put it out fell apart and stopped paying their employees and would still take payment for records but never shipped them. So like I sent my personal. I sent my copy of the record to someone who like bought it from the old label. And so when we signed to artifact, I was like, let's put all this stuff together and put it in the hands of someone that, that is a great label and someone who I trust. So, right. So then the decision to include uh, kind of older material was kind of uh, for lack of a better term, like archival, if you know what I mean, like to make yeah. sure the stuff is available. Yeah. And like, cause some of it, like, like a lot of that stuff has been sold out for a long time. Like we you know we've been a band for a fair amount of time now, and and spend a lot of time on the road, and so it's just sort of a way for it to, uh, like, kind of live live forever. Right. Do you do you find that? Because um, I I've toyed with the idea of either redoing old material or or reworking songs in some way. Um, do you think even just like taking the same recordings and putting them in the context of a new record? changes what they mean to you or have you been able to look at them in a different way or um that's a good question i um i have no problem when people do things like that I and mean, even if they re-recorded them or even if they put them there like i think that's cool because i don't know like uh you know to out my indie rock nerdum let's look at uh arcade fires no cars go originally a on an ep pre-funeral and then included on Neon Bible. Right. Uh, so it's like, I, you know, it's re-recorded, obviously, but it's it's the exact same song. It just has different tones. It's just mixed to the same level as Neon Bible. And I don't think it really, it didn't really do any, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this song rocks, and here it is, like, on this record. And so that's kind of how I feel when I was like, this is a good song, I'm happy to hear it. And so, like, it doesn't really... For me personally, it doesn't really do anything, but I imagine for the listeners, like there's a bunch of people who haven't heard that that earlier stuff since it is, uh, it will be so new to them. Right. So I guess just to jump back in time a little bit, then, um, how did the band actually like get started? Like, what was that story? Sure. Tunic was um, started. Oh, Tunic is a, is a wild ride, my friend. It um, <laughs> Tunic was birthed technically in, in 2012. I had played in indie rock bands my whole life, and I was recently um, uh, I was recently told I wasn't good enough to be in, in, in a band I was playing in, and I'd been in it for a long time, and that band had had three drummers and three keyboard players and one, one front man and, and one bass player for the four and a half years that I was in it. And then we were, and then he just sort of told me that I was like, you know, you're not really good enough to be here. And so I was just like, well, I don't, that's not really respectful, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip. Yeah. So uh, and so I like bought a guitar and, and made it. I was like, I'm gonna make my own band, and so uh, 
that's what Tunic is. Tunic was just an experiment and also a way for me to hang out with Sam, who was our original drummer, who I have, uh, who was an acquaintance who I didn't know very well. And so I just wanted to spend time with him. Gotcha. And, and I thought that Tunic was going to be like an indie rock band. And then Sam's like, I play drums like this. And then he plays drums very hard. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I should, I should write different songs. And then, and then Rory, who plays bass still in the band to this day, uh, was my roommate at the time. And so I was just like, no pressure, come and casually jam with me and this guy, Sam. And then eventually we just like, we should go on tour. We should go on a tour of the States. We should do this. We should do that. And I was like, we should take this seriously. And that's when like Sam's like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, that's okay. So, gotcha. so, so then Sam quit and Dan joined. And it's just been, it's just been like, there's been a lot of um, alternating parts. And like Rory went back to school and Sam went back to school when he was still in the band. And then I, I had a different bass player, a different drummer for a few tours. And then, when we went to Europe, like Jake from Bless filled in and our friend Neil played with us. And so there's just been like, I think there's, oh, I have a list on my phone, but I won't open it. There's like, there's been like eight people in the band that aren't me who have like played drums or bass in, in the project. Gotcha. Um, are, are there any recordings that exist then of, of like other lineups or have all the recordings kind of been the same, like steady three people? Uh, there has been... It's either me, Rory, and Sam, or me, Rory, and Dan. Gotcha. So. Okay. Two, then, I guess, like, part of what's really weird about releasing a record in a pandemic is uh, you end up with this situation where, of course, like, you'd be touring it if you were mm -hmm. able to. Um, is there a plan for setting something like that up for the fall, or is it kind of too soon to tell, do you think, still? Yeah, it's too soon to tell, really, at, at this point. Um, there's been a couple talks about 2022, uh, going back to Europe in 2022, and I, you know, and I was like, that, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, you know, it's just actually one of the I did a handful of interviews yesterday, and uh, someone asked if like, are you gonna like, are you gonna do a virtual release show? And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think of doing a virtual release show because I just haven't enjoyed really that many live streams. And I was like, Tunic's, yeah, yeah. Not, really, Tunic's not really a band you want to see on a live stream. And uh, so there hasn't, like, obviously we'll go on tour as soon as we can, as soon as, as soon as it's cool to do so. Like, you know, we played 100 shows in 2019. Like, there's, this band was, this band is all I've experienced and it's built to tour, so. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask, I guess, about just, like, um, I think it's really challenging because yeah, like live streams, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of great streams because you can't really recreate like a live experience in that way. Like, um, you know, it's not the same being in a room with a bunch of people as opposed to sitting in front of your computer and, and watching some guys play. Um, yeah. Are, are there ways that you've found uh, that are like, both comfortable as a band and, uh, you know, uh, good for an audience to be able to like reach out and make some kind of connection while all this is happening and while you can't play shows. Yeah, totally. I, um, I started like a, a, a tunic mailing list. Um, I actually gave, um, it's a whole, it's nine songs that have never seen the light of day that have just been like in the tunic archive that are from, our earlier days of the band and even actually some later stuff that we just, that we've just been sitting on. And so if you signed up for our email list, I would give you these, these free nine songs. Um, 
And then it also just allowed me to have like one-on-one communication uh, with people where I'd like ask emails, I'd email people and I'd ask a question in the email, then people would email me back and I could have a one-on-one conversation with them. And actually at one point when I was just struggling to write some some new material, I just asked people to send me the demos they're making at home and then I would send demos that I made at my house and we could like talk about songwriting that way and stuff like that. So that actually, it was actually extremely overwhelming how many people over, uh, emailed me <laughs> back. And they like poured these emails, like they were huge, Sean. They were like, you know, two pages long. And I was like, I can't just write like, cool, you know, like, <laughs> and so I haven't, I haven't gotten back for a fair amount of time. I feel bad for like the 10 plus people. Like, you know, these people obviously put a lot of love and care into sending me this email and we like had a little bit of a back and forth. I'm like, oh, like I gotta write these people back, but I just, you know, I've, I've been busy and so I'm sorry. But yeah, so it's been cool. Like I've just sort of, I guess to answer your question in short, is I kind of just like got over the idea of like bands being mystique, like the the mystique, mysterious, cool sort of like bullshit of being in a band. Yeah. And I was just like, let's just hang out. Let's just talk. I'm just a person who's also stuck at home. Write me an email, and we can talk about what your favorite records are and what my favorite records are. So that's kind of what I've been doing since we can't really tour. Oh man, that's really cool. That's uh, that's good to hear. I I know. Uh, yeah, just I've been struggling throughout this, just because I think at a certain point you realize that social media kind of sucks, mm-hmm. um, and uh, trying to reach people in that way is just no fun. <laughs> like it's just horrible. Um, but yeah, good to hear that uh, there are other ways. There are other ways. It's all over social media still, but it's you know it's just a little more. It's just a little more personable. Yeah. Well, uh, let's kind of shift into the last uh, last part of things here. Then, uh, do you have a track that you'd want to highlight off the record? Oh, great question. Um, sure, we'll do "Invalid." We'll do which is the last single from from Exhaling. It's the single three. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so when when did this song kind of come about? What like what a what is the writing process look for something like that? This song is actually is interesting. This song is uh, quite old, and it's actually been played in three different versions of the band. So this like when you asked earlier about if there's any recordings, this song was written pre complexion, so 2018, I want to say. It was very much me being like, it'd be cool to write a song that sounds like Fugazi, and <laughs> uh, and so. That's what I tried to do, yeah. And uh, it was originally written with Roy Sam and I, and then I taught it to Eric and Justin, and they put their own spin on it, uh, who are the two uh, fill-in members. And then we revisited it with Dan uh, once Sam quit and, and Dan joined, and so the version that is out now is the one that Dan, Roy, and I uh, put together. Gotcha. And. Uh, but lyrically, it's it's always been the same theme about. I had a friend who described um, his music career as a as a hopeless hobby, and I thought that was really uh, poetic and beautiful. And so I th- I liked that concept so that I wanted to write a song about that and refer to a, car- a career in music as an invalid recreation. <laughs> Uh, too, like when you go into writing something like this, is it that you have like a kind of kernel of an idea and then you try to write something around that idea or do you kind of start writing music and then it sounds like it might be this type of thing and you just kind of go with it? Yeah. Sort of, sort of that, that second thing is like, I, I write a couple riffs and I'm like, this is cool. And then I'll, uh, and I'll take it to the band, but like nine times out of 10, I have like the bones. I always have the bones. Right. And uh, 
Yeah, I guess yeah, it's a kernel, and I put it in the microwave, and it and it pops <laughs> eventually, or or yeah. it burns if it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, perfect. Then I think we'll uh, we'll leave things there. Uh, this is a song called "Invalid" by Tunic. It's from uh, the latest record, which is called "Exhaling." Uh, David, thanks so much for chatting. It was uh, it was a fun time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The feature track Invalid is played with permission from Tune. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song Nothing on My Mind from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website cupsandcakespod.com to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's Cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.